1: Hello and welcome to The Watchmen Watchers, a podcast covering HBO's Watchmen, brought to you by the Fan Critical Podcast team, of course. Another mouthful to start the podcast. Uh, my lovely, lovely Minutemen have joined me again today. I have John. Hello there. And Gareth. Good morning. Mate. So, um, guys, the original original Minutemen featured quite heavily in uh, in this episode. Mm. Of course, we are the next generation of minute men iteration yeah iteration in a way Um, and our powers uh, obviously extended to lasting one minute um, and Mm. that's it but maybe we should add the power of foresight to our list of powers yeah, as we correctly called it ages ago um, that Will was bloody hooded justice didn't we I
2: like that we're jumping in on John's moment of glory well Mm. you know
1: I would like to just defend myself. You weren't in that pod. Yeah, but I was thinking it.
0: <laughs> wow. so you there's
2: no
1: way here. you can prove. Th- yeah. There's no way he's thinking it after you, you said it, John. There's no way you could prove that I wasn't. So
3: you were thinking about tentacle porn. That's what you were thinking about again. Yeah,
1: obsessed Always. as usual. Oh, I wonder um, if
3: there'll yes, be so those John, tentacles uh, again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess. When there's uh, more
0: chicken. I what? need more chicken. Oh, so, John, I
1: guess the only good thing to come out of that bloody podcast where you kept making the Hood of Justice joke mm. is uh, the fact that you were bang on about Hood of Justice.
3: Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not so funny now, is it, Mr. Negative Review? Um, I'm <laughs> sitting here. It wasn't funny in the first place. That was his problem. That no, was Buddy yeah. Hilarious. Ask JC from uh, Chicago. Um, yeah, JC on. knows. I'm sitting here with uh, with a bottle of scotch. Uh, in celebration mm. of the fact that uh, stuff. a very bold claim uh, after episode two, for fuck's sake! I mean, it's it, it, it seems yeah. silly to say it, and here we are at the end. The glory is mine. Uh, Gaz went along with it actually, so good on him. He didn't go. Well, definitely not. I mean, there was a bit where he's oh, he's white, isn't he? But um, yeah, so there you go. I'm I'm I was buzzing. Uh I reckon I reckon Len died a little inside when it was unveiled to be honest but um, yeah no. no
1: I was actually jumping off a, uh, jumping off and down in my uh, in my lounge I was having mm. a great time in the afternoon on my own watching it because I wasn't with <laughs> Gareth this week um yep so we've already spoiled the episode for everybody but spoiler warning uh we are today covering episode <laughs> 6 of HBO's Watchmen titled The Extraordinary Being directed by mm. Stephen Williams um so we've already talked about the big reveal, but I want to know your thoughts and your precious, precious bloobs. Gareth, um, John's had a little had a little swing at the episode already, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Time for you to have a little bat batter up Gareth Evans. Uh what are your thoughts on this episode, Sonny Jim? What's going on with these baseball puns?
3: Like, <laughs> <laughs> did you miss yeah. all the
1: baseball bit in this episode? <laughs> did you not see the <laughs> I haven't he, even written down any baseball puns he in my notes. Uh, in my notes, so he played
0: have for he the not? Red Sox.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, he, <laughs> no, he sh- no, he struck not out. A pun he struck in sock. out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> anyway, go on, Gary. Go on, Something about home base. Go on, Gary. All right. Um, so I actually, I sent- he's got notes. He's I, looking at him. Go on. Yeah, I always have notes. I've never seen you have your little pad out because <laughs> you're too busy looking at tentacle porn <laughs> while I'm talking or eating chicken. Next. <laughs>
3: I reckon Gaz's notes. It's just a picture, a very badly drawn picture of Superman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is my hero. Yeah.
2: Oh, go on. Uh, so <laughs> I sent a little message yeah, yeah. in our in our group actually, and oh, yeah. I was, I was mean, I was trying to do a little bit of fishing, and I wrote meh mm. dot, dot 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 and. Nobody replied to it, and because it was
1: nighttime. I was tired. I had to get up at four thirty in the fucking morning, Gareth.
2: Well, you still managed to message me after saying there. Nah. I I I think it was to do with getting me a coffee or something. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was I was aiming to to reel someone in, and, and nobody nobody took my bait, which was mm. sad. Um, and I was preparing a big one eighty for this moment here. Mm. Um, oh, I missed that. What an episode. Yeah, yeah well yeah. evidently sorry um, so here's my 180 <laughs> and the the 180 is going to have zero impact on either of you <laughs> yeah but amazing amazing episode I, I loved it this show is so fucking good like i'm i'm fully sold like if there was any lingering doubt as to whether this was a good show or not it's it's gone and this this episode was just so satisfying so satisfying to see see will reeves become Justice, and I, I loved the the journey through time. Um, you know, they don't make jazz bars like they used to, do they? Mm. Um, mm. I love the the story behind the costume and the noose and stuff. And I, I really, there was a part part of me during the episode that was like, right, just stick with this story, please, please don't come back to modern times right now. Like, I want to see this all the way through, and there was a moment where they sort of looked like they were about to return to, to reality. And I was like, no, fuck off Laurie Blake. I don't want to see you here. I want to continue this story. And then we did continue the story and it was brilliant. There's maybe one or two sort of minor flaws. Like there wasn't enough of a deterioration of his, his character, Will Reeves' character for his wife to get as angry as he did, like to justify that we saw that we saw that we saw. Yeah. But we have to see that for it to to work. But anyway, it, it
1: didn't matter. It's, 100% 100% a five blueberry episode. Mm. Loved it. John, I'm going to jump in next because um, I always go last. So I'm giving myself a little promotion to second today. Mm. Um, that's a good score, Gareth, by the way. Five blueberries. I totally well, totally agree. Um, sorry, just to clarify, it's the best score you can get. Yeah, because in the oh, blueberry yeah. <laughs> system, it's between zero and five. Yes. Uh, there are no halves. Mm. Don't half anything because you can't. And, it. you know, it's a coward's way out. Yeah. So Will Reeves of wouldn't half a blueberry, would he? No, he would not. He would not, and he would give it five as well because he was in it. So um um, yeah, anyone who listens to these podcasts knows that I'm a big fan of Lindelof and uh the shows that he's done in the past, Lost Ooh. Leftovers. Um and he was the showrunner in both of those. <clears throat> and in the Leftovers, he had an episode in season two, and I won't spoil it, um, but it's arguably one of the greatest episodes of television ever made. Uh, critically, very, very well received. It's up there with, like, episodes of TV, like Mandius, The episode show, three. Like, uh, yeah, good. Aussie Mandius in uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Hard Home in Game of Thrones. Those sort, there's that cal- calibre of an episode. Um, and it's essentially exactly the same in the show, but he's just transferred it to the Watchman universe. It's a journey through a sort of dreamscape of a character, and mm-hmm. um, I won't say any more than that. And it's it's just so... It's like a mishmash. It feels like a dream. It feels so inventive and so creative. And it brings in little elements of the story that we've already seen. And takes us on this journey with this character. And it's so emotional. The score's very interesting. And the same thing was done in this episode. It blew me away. Blue you away. Blue me away. Um, just the the sheer technical achievement of the episode should be celebrated. Uh, The cinematography, I mean, Stephen Williams directed this and I've read a couple of articles with him talking about it and some of the decisions they made about using black and white in certain scenes, uh, licks of colour that they brought in and just the way that they tried to keep it like a one-shot, even though it obviously isn't like a one-shot and it all just seamlessly flows into each other. It's beautiful. Um, It's one of the best origin stories I've seen Uh, brought to the screen in a way in like this because I haven't seen seen it done like this before Uh, and even though we all knew it was going the way of Hooded Justice at this point John obviously uh, I was still very excited when that reveal came so for me it's just it blew me away as well I'm giving it five blueberries Mm. and uh, last week was the best episode of the season but there's no doubt in my mind that this is the finest episode of the season I would be amazed if we beat the caliber of this episode for the yep. rest of the season i mean look it could still be fives but i just don't this affected me it had me on the edge of my seat i loved the art style everything about it five blueberries john give me your blueberries. berries
0: mm. um
3: i mean look it was it was an alright episode um no, obviously not. <laughs> uh that'd be hilarious just end on that and then go to the advert um <laughs> <laughs> should have put it two was in all right episode I 5 <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I don't think there's much else to to add i think um mm. uh, i i like i like the word of uh, or the use of the word uh satisfying um mm. i uh, i couldn't couldn't echo that more having watched this at 5 a.m. and satisfying and, and it, satisfying, satisfying uh, yes yeah, get that yeah 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 um, people switching off their podcast, going, "Oh, I think this is an echo because it's echoing all the time." No, <laughs> no, it's just another one of their shit gags. Hopefully, Len reins them in. Um, so, look, it's uh, it's the best episode of the season. Um, it's everything you want it to be. Uh, there's, uh, I think, it's about halfway through where we get the music, the, the famous music from um, the Fallout series. Where it's, uh, uh, I don't want to set the world on fire, and it's just mm-hmm. it's it sums up that era. Um, it's it's a flawless mm. episode for me. Um, I love it's such it's so clever of the show to in six episodes uh, show you a character that so you, you see his actual backstory versus. Um, the bastardization of it via yeah. American Hero story, and and we'll go into that. Uh, the the scene of him jumping out of the window versus uh, American Hero story, where it shows him jump in and stop a robbery, it's just it's so clever yeah. that it annoys mm-hmm. me. It's brilliant.
1: That's what Lindelof does, and like I know Lost obviously didn't have great critical. Claim, but it had moments like that where it was extremely clever. Mm. Like, yeah, they are stupid moments, but with the actual character stuff, it was very clever. Mm. And the way that it built every character's backstory, and he handles universe and character extremely well. And when it crosses over like this, and you're getting perception versus actuality of what actually happens to these characters, Mm. it's brilliant. Yeah, and it is genius. (laughs) And. Fuck yeah. me, he has really raised his game. I mean, if this show doesn't get some serious nods for awards next year, I'll be I'll be devastated. Yeah. Uh, so it's a five blue from you, I assume, John.
3: It's a five blue from me. Um, I think after episode one, I said this would go on to be the best TV series of of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I was worried a little bit, uh, you know, two episodes ago, but the last two yep. have been excellent far better than they should be to be honest um five bloobs let's crack on to the ad
1: let's crack on to the advert like john says and then we'll jump into the plot of episode six
3: we are no
2: one we are everyone and we are invisible
1: hello yes quick advert quick plug (laughs) shameless plug in a way um, what I would like everyone to do right now, if they are listening to this podcast, is <laughs> if you're already subscribed, yeah, don't 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 worry about it. Okay, but there is a little job for you in a minute, so hold. Oh, I will put a pin in that. Sure. If you're listening to, don't. I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to subscribe right now. Hit hit the little subscribe button it might be a couple of clicks might be one one little click then another click but just make sure you go across and hit that little if it's two clicks that's too many yeah well these days you know actually is Uh, but please do subscribe um if you've already subscribed leave us a review we love the reviews we've been getting some fantastic ones and we'll do another review segment maybe not this episode but in a future episode because some of them are fun you know um so please do leave us a review especially the ones that slag off john yeah they're the best yeah Uh, especially in our little whatsapp chat group cowards Um, this is brought to you by the fan critical podcast team and fan critical is our umbrella company Mm -hmm. we have our main channel fan critical if you just search for that in any podcast app or spotify uh you can find us and please do subscribe to that we release loads of stuff on there like a review of dr sleep which is coming out later this week like all of our Castle Rock critical coverage, like our review of Joker, like our review of Star Wars, (laughs) which is coming out in about four weeks' time. Lots of stuff. So if you like hearing us talk about The Watchmen and, say, you're obsessed with Luke Skywalker, (laughs) bloody go across to Fan Critical and check that one out, right, Gareth? Yes. The word like has sort
2: of lost all meaning now.
1: Yeah. Love, then, in a way. Um, Also to say, if you want to sponsor us further, go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical and on there you can uh, select to give us some money every month and for that you will get certain rewards it's not for free don't worry john you get access to our catalogue of cast episodes there's about eight nine or ten on there at the moment where we've recast uh, famous films with different actors and actresses. We've got a couple more cast hits coming out very soon for all of our patreons. So don't worry, we have been lagging a little behind on that, but they are lots coming out very soon. You can also chat to us on Discord. On there, you can even commission a podcast of your choosing, and even if you would like, you can be a guest on a podcast once a month of your choosing. That is for the Master Blueberry tier. So uh, lots of options on there. Uh, Gareth, you want to encourage people to go to Patreon? What would you What would you say to them if If, if you had a one sentence pitch? My one
2: sentence pitch, now this is, you can, you'll be able to tell that I'm a, a salesman in for my life mm. with this pitch.
3: Well, that's mm. a pretty poor sentence, you, to be honest, so, fucking hell. He's, well, yeah, he I'm was. looking at him,
2: he's barely awake. Go on. Yeah. Mm. So
1: Slug. So, if you,
2: <laughs> no personality. Brilliant. Um. There, there is an option for everybody, so no matter what your entrance point or level of interest, you'll find something for you.
1: Okay. Yeah sounds like a cult anyway and it is in a it, way it is so now let's uh, let's jump into the plot of uh episode six the extraordinary being and that isn't talking about dr manhattan mm. i guess we have ourselves a reckoning All right, let's jump into the plot then. I thought I'd uh, throw this little quote out from uh, Lindelof before we got into the plot of the episode. Uh, And before the season had aired, he'd done a couple of interviews. And one of the main quotes uh, that he'd said about sort of origin stories and superheroes is... (laughs) All over the country and all over the, the world, children are watching their parents get murdered in front of them. Ooh, Jesus Only one of them out. decides to be- yeah. I was dark. I'm, I thought he was going to say are uh, watching origin stories <laughs> yeah. of their favourite superheroes. Yeah. Only one of them decides to become Batman. So we have to leave the alley and start looking at other parts of his life. And I thought that was quite uh, an important quote for this episode because it's it's going away from, obviously, the the massacre that happened at the start of the series, but focusing more on Will Reeves, the character, and all the different facets that happened to him after that event because that wasn't the event that necessarily triggered him into becoming batman or hooded justice yeah it, it was all these subsequent events that eventually tipped him over the edge of anger so i, I thought that yep. was an interesting quote and and it, and it filtered quite nicely into this episode perfect storm mm-hmm. uh we start with american hero story and the latest chapter where hooded justice is called in for interrogation and threatened for his homosexual collusions with captain metropolis <laughs> he reveals himself to collusions. be a white man for Yeah. I wrote that word and I was like, Is that the right word? I think that's the right word. It
3: kinda makes it sound uh, negative for me. Okay, but it's
1: homosexual so, interaction. Within
2: within the context
1: it, yeah. it was deemed as, as Yeah,
3: negative. that's what I meant mm. from the like. Yes. So yeah. the
2: policemen are saying this is a homosexual collusion. I've, yeah, that's right. I've got, be,
3: I've got to be honest. Now these two yeah, go on. these two FBI guys I sat here and I was like, that's Gaz and Len. Those two FBI guys. <laughs> and then and I've
1: written the word collusion. And I've just, yeah. said, you know, I've just, you sort know. Of,
3: um, yeah, and you're uh, trying to defend it, Gaz. So you're worse in a way.
2: <laughs> I bet it's it just means sex stuff. Yeah, sex
1: stuff. <laughs> what was what was in your notes? Sex, sex stuff. stuff. Um, turns out that Hooded Justice reveals himself to be a white man before brutally kicking the shit out of the officers. Okay, let's, really good-looking
2: um, white man. Yeah, I mean, I've sense. got some
1: got some little tidbits for you here, Gareth. Okay, American Hero Story has been said on the internet that it is obviously American, like a pastiche of American Horror Story or American Crime Story by mm. Ryan Murphy. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's a Ryan Murphy show. It's good. Um, this is obviously in universe series, and um, so it's so in universe, and Lindelof is is so good at building the universe sort of stuff mm. that he's actually used uh, Ryan Murphy regular actor in Cheyenne Jackson as Hooded Justice here. Oh, nice. So this guy features heavily in American Horror Story and American Crime Story. So you you know how they, he, Ryan Murphy, reuses the actors pretty much and just recharacterizes them. This guy's used a lot. So that was, a love, when that was real happened, I was like, whoa. Who
3: does that guy play in American Crime Story? Do you know? Oh,
1: I haven't seen the Versace one. I've only seen um, the OJ one.
3: Yeah, well, that one will do. Who's he playing that? That one (laughs)
1: will do. He plays one of the Kardashians. Is that right? Oh,
3: does he? No. No. I don't
1: know. No, Len doesn't know the
3: answer.
2: I'm guessing. He's (laughs) fumbling around in the dark (laughs) here going, "Uh, I think it might be OJ Simpson.
3: (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. I was genuinely interested in that. You are a fuck. (laughs) I
1: think it might be one of the Kardashians, though. Who knows? I can't remember, but I just know I've seen him a lot. And then I was like, fuck, who is that guy? And then it turns Mm. out Ryan Murphy regular so i love that i think that's a lovely little piece of detail that they've gone to all that effort to make that actually something mm. um so what were your thoughts on the scene the whole time we've believed that this fictionalization of, of of hj and i'm going to call him hj from now on mm. uh being white was incorrect or you know misleading the truth in a way and mm. we find out later that this is correct but what were your thoughts john when you when you when you saw him revealed as as a white man were you like oh, shit, my theory, or were you like, oh, this is just some shit fictionalisation of, of, of the story?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, the latter. Um, and I said as much mm-hmm. in episode two that... That, yeah. but that But that's what I'm saying. Like That's why it's so good. That's why it's so clever that you've got this series that's running through, like, intentionally trying to mislead you as a viewer, mm. but also it's not because you know it's going to be fucking full of shit. Now I'm not saying that American mm-hmm. crime story is is uh is a load of shit but this mm-hmm. this is um I loved it. I thought it was so fucking clever. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, at no point was I worried to be honest. Um and they kind of they clue you into the fact because the way in which he beats them up and the language that they use like Okay, the FBI might have turned around and gone, "We know you're fucking Captain Big Cockerless." It's like, well, <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, would that they have said that? Way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is what they said. So, fact, um, they cut. They're cluing you into it. They're cluing you into the whole. You know, it's 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 drama, and it's it's drama over fact, and there's so much TV. The vast majority of American TV is drama over fact. So, yeah, no. At no point did I think, "Oh fucking hell, it's now some random white guy that we've never seen before." Because what be the fucking point mm. in that?
1: I mean, look, let's let's just say something right now. We weren't sure if the if the fictionalisation of um, Hooded Justice and Captain Metropolis is. Um, relationship was actually genuine or something fabricated for the show and we mm-hmm. even cited ptpedia last week which seemed to allude in fact that scene was just a, a riff on the on the on the you know silk spectre one situation turns yeah. out we were incorrect with that so obviously the show american horror story was actually exploring some truths but
3: but just but just on that i don't think so what ptpedia uh was saying there was that it was trying mm-hmm. to make that more important that it was kind of overshadowing the fact that, you know, Silk Spectre was fucking like raped by Mm. the comedian. It was kind of trying to tie Mm -hmm. them into the fact that it was it was one and the same rather than it didn't happen. I I don't think it was saying it didn't happen. Mm Um but yeah. but
1: Well there was still there was there was an element of doubt in our minds. It wasn't it wasn't like certain mm. in our heads that, that this was a, a genuine thing because like yeah. you said we we weren't yet. Yeah. So if that's to be believed, then Captain Metropolis is having sex with Hoover as well. Mm. That was an interesting point of this oh, yeah. interrogation. Yeah. <laughs> I was like fucking hell, Metropolis. You know Probably so, just saying.
3: He was famous for that, mm. wasn't he? Well getting around. And mm, to be honest, well. you know, his name's Hoover. So you know, yeah, that's yeah. what they do, cleaning they get around, yeah, cleaning up or, yeah, what else is um, a Hoover doing? How yeah? else, yeah. So what you else
2: would you describe the work that a Hoover does?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no more puns this week, uh, please. Um, so let's please jump respect back the, the, the memory pres- of J. Edgar Hoover, please. Oh, I'm not happy with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, back in present day, we well. But obviously, they're watching American Horror Story, mm. and then uh, Laurie Blake comes in. <laughs> Laurie Blake comes in, and she says, "Stop watching that shit," because obviously she's raging at that show. Mm. Uh, and she tries to get Angela to agree to a treatment to stump, give her a stomach well, pump uh, yeah. before the nostalgia kicks in a bit. She
2: a bit tries that, like, yeah, she's an idiot in this situation. Like, she's been told, <laughs> right? She's in Angela's in serious trouble. She needs yeah. help here. And she goes in and starts being all sassy again, as per usual. Yeah. And then only when Angela starts
1: looking like she's about to pass out, does she go, quick, sign this document. Also, why Why would she even bother with the signature? Like, it, yeah. it's fucking Silk Spectre 2. She's a hard ass in the show. She would just, like, knock Angela out, grab her hand, put the pen in her hand, fake signature it, or just fake signature it in general, and go, there, she yeah. signed it, big time. <laughs> Uh, d- did she, she actually to- sign it? Yeah,
2: 100%. <laughs> Why would she have to put the pen in her and a fake signature?
1: <laughs> well, just, you know, that's taking it to the next level, isn't it? It's like, Think. you know, do a little bit of it. <laughs> Think. <laughs> um, anyway, so she doesn't. Uh, and uh, and this is where the episode really finds its, its segue into this amazing dream sequence with mm. nostalgia pills. So Angela's looking around. She sees like a little drummer. In her um, in her cell, this was cool, and then the scene slowly degrades into the what the drumming, yeah, Uh, the scene slowly degrades into the cadet sort of graduation of Will as I think it was 1938 as he gets his uh, commendation to be a cadet, Um, and this was awesome, and it started the sort of mirror imaging of. The, and the switch of character between Will and Angela in the scenes, which I also really enjoyed. Mm. And uh, it was, it was a, it was a great scene. This because we had him, it's a very proud moment for him. Obviously we know who he is. He's the baby from the start of the show or the kid, sorry, from the start of the show Who was, who was saved. Baby. And he's risen to become a police. <laughs> well, there is a baby in that six year old baby. So <laughs> that's why I'm getting confused. But um, <laughs> he, he's given his, his graduation and the captain who is a white man skips over him and the the other black officer who is a lieutenant uh gives him the medal and says uh watch out for the Cyclops. Mm, mm. all your Cyclops. thoughts on on the entrance into nostalgia land uh the new it. theme park mm. and um this scene Gareth yeah this is so good. well it was
2: it set up the 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 overarching tension as well right from the start those mm-hmm. racial tensions um I saw someone somewhere a reviewer commenting on this episode as a whole and saying how you know the 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 real theme of this show is 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 sort of racism as mm-hmm. America's original sin and this was a, a a perfect way to to introduce it to this episode mm-hmm. um the fact that they've got a a black officer there so that he can shake hands with the with the, the new black recruits. That's that. It's unbelievable, but it but it's not unbelievable. It's nineteen thirty eight. I know, but it's mm. it, but it's still it's just something that you know happened, but it still is an unbelievable thing to see. You mm. just uh, and you know, I, I think um, hopefully it's, it's it's almost indicative of of a mindset that lots of people have today, which is thankfully that most people do think this is. An, uh, just an atrocious mm. way to live, and it it just it baffles me that there are that 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 it was so widely accepted, and you just you realise from this moment like how hard how hard it would be for him to to make it in the police force and not
1: to turn into an angry person. How is he not the, already? Yeah, the the things that have already happened to him, let alone what happens to him very soon. He actually seems quite chirpy in this scene in a way. Um to be honest with you, he's proud of the fact that he's he's graduated to, mm. to be a police officer. Yeah. He believes he's going to make genuine change mm. in the city of Tulsa. Uh yeah. John, you enjoyed it? You enjoyed the use of black and white imagery here?
3: Yeah, I mean, just just adding on to the uh the lieutenant or whatever it is, um the the one black lieutenant that they have to, to shake the one black recruit that they have. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. So his name uh, is... uh, What's his surname? Uh, Battle. And um, Mm. so Samuel Battle um, is... So once again, the show is taking a real-life character. So obviously, Bass Reeves was was a real sheriff. uh, And Samuel Battle uh, was New York's first black police officer. So pretty cool. That is
1: pretty cool. That's really cool. I I like the way they... They keep some of the in like we said, in the universe, once again, it's just alternate earth.
3: Yeah. He's he's coming along and he's going, Yeah, you know, well done. Um now there's two of us. It's gonna be rough. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, uh, you know, beware the cyclops. Sorry, what? Like, why why? <laughs> just pull him to one side after one. Just Not go, Yeah. Do you uh do you want to join us for a scotch afterwards? Me, you and McCann. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about the Cyclops. What? Do it then. Don't do it on stage. That is mental. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah but other that's than true. that, yeah, really um, good.
1: Really good. Yeah. T- talking about the old uh, Cyclops, obviously, in reference to the Ku Klux Klan, um, they do have a position called the Grand Cyclops, who is the president or residing officer over uh, a meeting or a den situation. Just thought I'd throw yeah. that in there. Yeah, you'd know <laughs> so, that though, wouldn't you? Yeah. I did feel a bit weird last night. Um, you know, when you're like doing i write notes, obviously, and we do research for the mm. podcast, obviously. And you were talking to your grand
3: master and he went, no, don't mention that on the pod. <laughs> I, was grand talking, I was talking to
1: the Grand Cyclops and he was like, no. Um, so I was just going through Wikipedia and I was like reading up on the KKK and I was just sitting there <laughs> going, this is, this is a fucking weird evening, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, so I mm. mm-hmm. thought I'd throw that little tidbit in there, otherwise it made all that research pointless, which would have... Really annoyed me. Um, turns out that uh, you know the job isn't what willing to, you know thought it was going to be. He mm. he sees this fella um, being, now, and I've written in my notes anti-Semitic. Now he throws a fucking petrol bomb in there, so yeah. that's it's a bit harsher than that actually. So, um, yeah. It's a yeah. bit of
2: a surreal scene, isn't it? It's like <laughs> um, I loved it. Like it just it looked like the world's gone mad. Mm. Like he's just mm. standing there and like i'm just going to do this
1: well it's a testament to the episode as well that it doesn't just well it does focus on race obviously but it it also is tackling the sort of anti-semitic semitism that was around at the time and it's not like there wasn't any anti-semitism in america Mm. um you know in the lead up to Mm. the second world war there was like um and you know it, well, you know, it just it's highlighting that as well, that there were people who were using the way that the Jewish people were being treated in Europe to also enact crimes on them in America and other parts mm. of the world. It's yeah. not just that you know, so it's highlighting that as well, um, which I which I quite enjoyed. But this boy, he gets arrested by uh, Will mm. and uh taken in.
2: Now I just wanna say this
1: the, yeah, the actor
2: mm. yeah, that plays great. Fred. He's mm. great. He's great. He's he's from True Detective, isn't he? First yeah. season.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. He's yeah,
3: also he's, um, plays
2: one of those really scary bad guys with a. He plays like the scary, scary bad guy. Say, yeah, surname. Plays yeah, the main he plays guy. The yeah, big bad guy. Yeah. The big big bad. Spoiler sport. warning
1: mm. for True Detective.
3: He's also <sharp inhale> season one. He's also um, one of the major competitors to Nucky Thompson in Boardwalk Empire. So he gets there you go. Around, he gets mm. around. So he gets around like Jay Edgar Hoover. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cleaning up once again. Um, so the boys take, <laughs> he's, he's arrested by Will, taken in, Rain and the, the, the moment the, uh, the officers were all very like polite to Will, I was like, mm. oh, this is just, they're just, they're going to fuck him over here. Mm. They do the little cyclops symbol. Um, that was a bit I thought was stupid. Quite creepy.
3: That was a bit stupid. Wasn't what?
1: They just do it in front of him. You wouldn't, yeah.
3: you wouldn't um, do it like that, would you? Or is, the, or is that a commentary on how like arrogant they are brazen brazen yeah
1: 100 percent, 100 percent. and uh i've seen similarities of people saying that the cyclops symbol being used is very similar to the okay symbol yeah. by mm. the alt-right yeah um mm. so at the moment in current days so it is quite brazen and i do think they're just so fucking cocksure that they're just like i don't give a fuck what this guy sees he can't mm. do anything uh yeah. um, we're just gonna do that and um I felt bad for him because as he's walking home and he sees the the guys out of you know he's not actually been arrested, uh, he gets he gets lynched by the uh, white police officers. One mm. of which is an absolute fuck. Like I hate that guy. Um, and he's strung <laughs> up.
3: Yeah. Um, no, because the one the one on, on the left is alright. Jesus, that one. yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which, yeah. yeah. which one? Which one?
1: What, Which one didn't you hate? Yeah, one on the left or right. One on the right's okay. <laughs> one in the middle. What a fucking idiot! Yeah. Uh, no. So this was this was a brutal scene. Um, John, this was the moment, wasn't it? Where I guess you were well, probably doing a little dance or something, and you were having a little. What uh, a fucking free guy getting off and lynched. ran around the room no, naked. Uh, lynching. Yeah. Well, no, just because you did hit, hit a justice theory. I'm like, mm. I mean, you know that's the only reason i'm not, not the lynching.
3: i'm not so much of a fucking egomaniac that the idea of someone getting lynched i'm like oh he might be hooded justice now yay like fuck it he is hell. an
1: egomaniac maniac listeners i promise you just uh he's he, he's an actor he's acting right now
3: hmm. well it's a facade um hmm. not even english so the the scene suffocates you doesn't it it's it's horrible yeah, yeah. so you know the hood goes over the the camera and it's and then you see it go up and it's horrible. It's it's. I mean, I'm telling you now at 5 a.m. in the fucking morning on a Monday is doubly horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can imagine. But uh,
1: I've written in my notes here, John, just to riff off what you've said there. On. Yeah, I've never seen a POV of a hanging before. Mm. Um, so well, for me, it was that's because it was, it was very the only interesting.
3: the only POV's that you're watching. Involved, yeah, I'm waiting for this. Certain yeah, types of squid, yeah, <laughs> squid. Yes, I've heard that's extremely <laughs> popular in parts of Tokyo. You, you've you been it's there every year, every year. You've been yeah. there, what?
1: To, to, yeah, I've been to Tokyo, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah been yeah. with Gareth actually. Yeah, oh, yeah.
3: well, don't throw it him was, under the Some squid. of the places
1: he took <laughs> me were really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Center, Squid Center. <laughs> Where else did we go? Um, All your favorite porn centers. <laughs>
3: Welcome
2: back. Uh, but <laughs> 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 um,
1: no, but I'd never seen it shot like this before, and I actually, mm. like you said, John, I found it very asphyxiating, suffocating, um, and and just a very shocking scene. And I was like, "How is he going to get out of this?" I was mm. like, "He's so strong; the rope's going to break." But now they just they just they let him down, and this is the moment where he he becomes hooded justice on the way home and uh he sees this couple being attacked puts on the hood because obviously at this point he's twigged no one respects him as a black man they don't want his help do you know what i mean it's that sort of yeah. horrible well, thing that the only way he can get the job done is to hide his identity so, so, so- the thing is right the
2: um is who ends up becoming his wife june yeah, um, she's like at the start of the episode. Like, you're such an angry man. I, I'm scared. What are you going to do with a gun and whatever? He doesn't seem like an angry man no. at all until this point. No. Um which, like, I don't know. They're not showing us everything about him. They're showing us memories that he has. Remember, memories are also very selective. Yes, so they I, are his memories. I just, I didn't get the sense that he was an angry man until this point.
1: Yep, And he absolutely cleans out these guys and saves this couple, gets back home. And then to riff from what you said, Gareth, says, now I'm angry. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I was like, yeah, fair play. I'd have been angry like decades ago. So well done. Yep. This, is, this is correct. You should be angry. <laughs> and this is the moment he decides he is going to, with June's help, by the way, he is going to fight crime, not only as a police officer, in the Tulsa police force but he's also going to have a secret identity as Hooded Justice and with some white face paint with some white face paint and <clears> June sense, very so, quickly it? says it, it yep. makes 100% sense I love this reveal because it's like we've seen obviously the white characterization of Hooded Justice throughout history correct John mm-hmm. in the Watchmen lore and also in uh, American Horror Story mm-hmm. so it's interesting now to have it still as canon that is just the way he looked because of makeup, but he was actually a black man, and I thought that was excellent—an uh, excellent reveal.
3: Sorry, his his question for you, Len. So, mm-hmm. as a fellow um, comic book reader, a canon mm-hmm. expert, what are your canon. thoughts on this being canon? Like, do, do you think? Do you think yeah, he's it's interesting. A, a black yeah. guy, or do you think he's Will Reeves?
1: No not at all I think uh, Lindelof said before he started this show I I read read this long bloody interview I I read this long interview with him and uh, he said he doesn't want to change anything that was in the original graphic novel um He's actually going to take the information from that graphic novel and he's going to turn it into something like a new thing set way in the future. Right. But he mm. said he wasn't going to actively go back and change anything. Mm. He's found a loophole here because he can easily get away with saying, well, we didn't know anything about that character. He didn't know his identity. It could be Will Reeves. He could have just been using um, face paint. So and, and let's face it, Alan Moore, for some odd reason, hates Watchmen being adapted into anything. So Right, I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna say I know something
1: he's angry at this show. I'm
3: gonna say something fairly controversial here about Alan Moore. So and I and I feel I feel more comfort um saying it because you know, last week was my birthday. I don't wanna bang on. Um mm-hmm. you know, we had a few Patreon editions since then, so you know, thanks very much. <laughs> very kind yeah. of you. One of the gifts that I got uh was a signed uh, copy of the Watchmen uh, graphic novels, which was a, yeah. A you're lovely. welcome. We, yeah. So, <laughs> well, not from you. Got nothing from you. But anyway, so a, a wonderful it's in the gift, post, mate. It takes like three yeah, weeks. On the way. That One, is a wonderful gift. Yeah, a wonderful gift signed by everyone that was important in the in the graphic novels, apart from Alan Moore. Now, oh, right now. He's a bit of a miserable old bastard, isn't he? Like He seems like he he's doesn't so like anything. He's so miserable. I reckon he hates this show. Yeah, yeah. He, he does
1: hate the show. He's, he's even said he doesn't like the show. He's even said that he thinks superheroes are for children and he doesn't see any sort of uh, relevance for them in an adult context. And I think that is such a bizarre comment uh, from Weird. someone who has created uh, such an, an adult-themed and dark uh, with so many themes like uh, series, I just don't understand. Like mm. he just, just does not like his work being adapted. He's
2: he's also like mobilized his fan base. Yeah, and so if you look at the ratings that the Watchmen TV series is getting, they're awful. They're shit. Like there's there's loads of stuff out there mm. from um you know fan rating websites where it's getting like six mm. six out of ten. That it's- shows
3: the flaw in their rating system, or maybe even. It exposes it a little bit. You go onto IMDb yeah. and you look at the individual episode ratings and you take them and it, it would average out at like a, a middle late. Now, if you look at the overall series rating, it's just above seven. So that is people just rating the series without having watched it or having no interest in it. It's nonsense. There's like it. Mm, you don't. Nonsense. You don't have to partake in something that you don't enjoy, but don't go out of yeah. your way to sabotage its success. I, I don't understand it. It's bizarre. Yeah,
1: it's bizarre. Um, but that's rating systems online for you. They're 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 very very flawed, as we've said many times on many. I give from, I give those yeah. people a zero bloob, So there you go. that's our review to you Um, so Hooded Justice follows clan members who uh, present the Cyclops sign uh, and he absolutely decimates them he then during the scene gets hurled into a store where we cleverly see the reverse of the scene that happens in American Hero Story earlier this season so good, this is so good this is so good, this was when I was like fuck me and John's already said it, it's extremely mm, clever, yeah it's that dramatization of him breaking into the store, an American hero story, and saving the day. To hear he is actually behind enemy lines in the Cyclops's den.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing as well, <laughs> like the fact that the show, the show left Research. out that it was a,
1: a front for the for, for white supremacists. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that, exactly. That wasn't included, of course. Um, um, and never. it was just great with the 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 guy shooting the shotgun. And then John, I'm sure you love this. Uh, little bloody Schneider Easter egg which I'm sure you're probably going to mention in Comic Corner but uh, Breaking Through the Glass there is no way that that is not a nod to Schneider's version John, of Watchmen John writing right now, oh Schneider
3: Yeah,
2: I'm just, Schneider. Uh, Schneider, oh yeah Schneider's It is. Yeah yeah.
3: yeah, yeah Wesley Schneider, yeah yeah he played for football he played for football, <laughs> yeah yeah alright, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well don't ruin any of that, fucking hell, I'll have, I'll have nothing in Comic Corner <laughs> <laughs>
1: But no, uh, at this moment in time, uh, the reason the slow motion is happening is because Angela is is has been shot with some adrenaline to try and wake her up. Uh, She is trying to communicate by blinking with her husband, Cal, and with Blake um, to 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 be woken up from this nostalgia filled binge that she's on. Um, But It doesn't work. (laughs) And uh, we're back into another memory where Will is uh, having dinner Mm -hmm. with none other than Captain. Metropolis who invites mm. him to join the original hooded justice the original vigilante to join the minutemen they would not be able to succeed without him. No. Thoughts this is to make them the three minutemen. Correct.
2: This is much like Yay. when I went to recruit John. Yeah. Well you went to recruit John.
1: Yep. Uh you done all your police work ended up falling in love with him didn't I? So. You did. There was that brisk touch at the table mm. and well, uh y- well, you
3: know. Right okay so there are a couple of things that annoy me here um go one on. i was gareth's boss so i recruited him <laughs> not the other way around uh, okay fine but I'll then that means that he's fucking me up the arse so there you go so <laughs> all good um um the, the, but the the only thing i would say is it not a bit forward of that like i mean the the touching of fingers like he's literally just yeah. met him. Mm-hmm. What's going mm-hmm. on there? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I agree. It's too,
3: it's too much, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the two on the two on the nose. It was a little bit on the nose, but then it's, straight away it cuts to their relationship that we've seen in American Hero story already. Um, I thought this was very interesting that it was all you know completely legit, legit yeah. in a way because um, that's the sort of thing that would just be speculation, yeah, fictionalized and, 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 and dramatized, yeah. and you know, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't. And, but uh, you know why? Really in-
3: but you know why it was legit. So in the in American Hero story, he's going for ages, and we all know that's bollocks. Because when it switches <laughs> to the actual events, I mean, he comes like immediately, and he is a yeah. he's a Minuteman as well. So it does make sense. He is. he is a Minuteman. Yeah, he he really wrecked it for us. They didn't
2: have the name Minutemen until that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Metropolis just went. I've just come up with a great name for us, <laughs> for Absolutely you especially,
0: fair. yeah. <laughs> wow, and I'm now we feel honoured because cakes. we've
1: inherited that
0: name. The in Thirty
2: a way. Second
1: Men. <laughs> um, so, uh, do you know what else I found interesting about this whole thing? Is is this question? This questions for me um, the sexuality <laughs> of of Will Reeves, obviously. And uh, first thing I want to bring up is. <laughs> the first, yes, there
2: are question marks yeah, around
1: it. Yeah, obviously. But the first thing I want to talk about is his relationship with his wife, June. Now, yes. he, he found her as a baby. Yeah. Outside. So the, the relationship to me is very in- interesting because yeah. it's like he raised her yeah. and then married her and yeah. had a kid with her. And for me, that feels like a very odd relationship. Maybe one of convenience more so than love.
2: Yeah, I you get this. Or it's it's love, but it's a different type of love. And maybe... Maybe you didn't realise that bad love. Well no, no, it's still no, good. No, it's bad all love, love is good. No, because that's any love no, is good. All you no, need that's is love. Bad love. Love is in the well, air.
3: No, because that's like his little sister, isn't it? Yes, yes.
2: That's the thing. That's that's what I that's think That's was. I found that's, bizarre. That it's yeah. it's sort of a, a familial love. But remember he yeah. he also doesn't have any family. Correct. Neither does she. Correct. So they they maybe mis mistake that that
1: sense of yep. Um, family and love no. for, yeah closeness and for love and I, for I, look, I, can, I get it yeah, but I also don't it. get it I'm not happy with it this is what uh, director Stephen Williams uh, thinks of, uh, of Will um, I don't know that he is necessarily gay because I do believe that he loves June as well so for me he is uh, best certainly in our version I think described as being sexually fluid yeah. although any number of question marks can <laughs> legitimately be raised around that but for me it just made for a more layered complex human so i'm happy uh too that we were able to find space in the episode to include uh his sort of uh sexual fluidity mm. i thought that was an interesting take from from the director and uh one that i agree with so yep good I, work i got got that sense good makes sense lovely yep. stuff when will finds out that Cyclops is a plan by the Ku Klux Klan to hypnotise black people at movie theatres to incite riots among themselves across the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Minutemen refuse to help out because Captain Metropolis does not feel that this is an acceptable uh, well, time uh, to be moving against them. I also want to talk about, John, The uh, were you obviously very, very excited about the press release revealing Hooded Justice to the Minutemen? Were you mm-hmm. trying to catch glimpses of any of the characters in the background? I'm sure I saw the comedian.
3: Um, I mean, they're all there. Uh, but again, yeah. I mean, you're trampling all over a fucking comic corner. Like, honestly, if you want to cancel it this week, we can. Because <laughs> we're sick of this. Um, save no, it the end. Uh, okay, just yeah, we'll yeah, save it to the end. All right, yeah. so don't... okay.
1: Um, but this idea that they're not helping out with the with the with the Cyclops thing, it's not and then remit. and then and then will but goes... Then,
3: I, like, I think that's unfair to say that the Minutemen Men don't want to help. I mean, it's it mm. is just captain metropolis saying look you know it's just crazy black people in harlem and it's i mean yeah you know i everything i know or i think i know about um the original night owl i think he yeah. i think he would have stepped up i think he would have helped him out yeah yeah, so yeah it's just it's him, isn't it? He's, he's weirdly yeah. conservative for yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uh, a homosexual superhero in the fucking 1930s He's yeah. fucking a black guy cons- like it's what the fuck? Yeah, like- it's
1: very interesting and he's also uh obviously concerned with like corporate stuff because he he's showed up yeah. the, like, the front of that bank poster. I mean, it's just very interesting. It's mm. a very interesting situation. He sees it as a business
2: opportunity. Um, 100%. And it's like oh, what PR. Uh, what, um,
3: what a horrible scene that is. Like yeah. Yeah. You got yeah, I mean you've got fucking Will Reeve standing there and he's wearing a mask and he's got his fucking face painted white. Standing next to every all these fucking sleazy white pricks, clapping at a poster of dollar bill, um, one of the shittest minute men going, um, like with some like overly caricatured like black villain, uh, that like yeah, it's just so it's such a shit scene, isn't it? It's so it reminds really you yeah. of like such yeah. a wanky time in history.
1: And because of this lack of interest from Metropolis and the Minutemen by Metropolis' hand, Will takes out the New York operation on his own, brutally killing all involved at the warehouse uh, and becomes... Including Fred. Including Fred. He becomes disillusioned at his role within the Minutemen. Um, I love the scene where he just starts gunning everyone down. I have to say, that's a weird thing to say. I was like, this is the moment Batman decides to stop just punching people and shoot them in the Mm. head. Uh, Can I ask? Which was brutal
2: when he when he walks in to the room where it's being <clears throat> the audio is being recorded. Yeah, um, that's the yeah the that, middle guy. That's right? the middle guy that the I hate. <laughs> the middle guy, the there. one on the left, the one on the right. There, <laughs> they're all right, but the one in the middle. Yeah, right. the only thing that annoyed me about this is that he doesn't know that who it was ki- Will Reeves who, who killed him. him. Yeah, that is annoying. make what? i love. I would. Make I would him watch love Gareth. for him to be sadistic. To, yeah, take his mask off and be like remember me and then God and then strangle him that's
1: pure anger that would have been good John you love this you like getting very angry
3: yeah it was good wasn't it Uh, yeah but imagine if he went oh yeah remember me and he's like no well Well. fucking (laughs) hell mate like come on it's like like that
1: scene in Infinity War where you ruined my life I don't even know who you are yeah
3: (laughs) Spoiler warning for Endgame <laughs> rather than Infinity War, but there you go. Oh, oh God. God, every Jesus. time you have to just get in there. You it's jack. also a bit
2: like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> I spoil that as well. While we're at it, yeah. Um, no, so that was brutal. But I, I, tell, I
3: tell you what, it reminded me of. Um, so
2: Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Part so two. that bit
3: right at the end of uh, Doctor Sleep um, that lots of people <laughs> wouldn't have. You know. So people tuning out right now. nah, not really. Um, I haven't seen it. Apparently, it's terrible. But... Um, no, we've no, got podcasts podcast I'm, I'm coming just, out on that, don't you? Yeah, all right. Well, I'll give it zero bloobs without seeing it, yeah? I'm Alan Moore now. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> no, it was very uh, Django Unchained. Like, Tarantino talks oh, yeah. about wanting to make a film about, like, black slavery and struggle, where instead of this, like... I don't know, like, a Kunta Kinty or... Uh, 12 Years a Slave, where it's just, you know what, fuck this. I'm sick of this. I'm just going to fucking kill everyone. So when he when he gunned mm-hmm. that guy down and then he went, went in and started gunning everyone down, it was so, like, cool. Um, and it sounds weird for a pathetic 35-year-old white man to go, how empowering is this? But it was empowering. Still in his 30s. Yeah, well, mid-30s. But it was empowering <laughs> to just see him go in and just go. I'm just going to kill all of these sleazy little, you know. One of them's KKK called Len. One's called Gaz. You know, <laughs> well, no, one's, on. called Lucy, one's called Lucy. One's called Emma. He's gunning them all down. <clears throat> Jesus. We, one of them was called that whatever was that guy's name Craigle. was. It gave us fucking one blue out of five. Yeah, killed him and all. <laughs> yeah, I'm hooded justice. Oh, what I hate that gag. Yeah, well you're dead now. So, yeah, brilliant, wasn't it? it was brilliant right. i loved it absolutely loved it probably
2: best that we don't equate the struggles that will reeves went through to our feelings after receiving a one blue yeah, one let's star not do that. Well, you are correct you are John's correct, you are are correct of this gaz.
3: no but gaz is correct because that would be offensive to me because my struggle was real <laughs> yeah will reeves is a superhero in a fictional story so yes you are correct oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, though, it? let's it move good. on from this. Right. See so more was, hate mail coming it, your it, way. It was very good. In the present, uh, Will uses <laughs> a modified form of the mesmerising hypnotic technology <laughs> to make Judd hang himself. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I yeah. hated this. Yeah. This is my least yeah. favourite part of the episode. And to I'll to tell you why, For I, I was all in on him just being mega strong and just being Hooded Justice, you know, yeah. and, and just not not having to hypnotise him. It felt like a weird segue or a weird reason to have the hypnosis stuff in the episode like it made me think so this is why you had the hypnosis as the plan and that's the only thing i disliked about it It, also i will say this the hypnosis stuff does feel very superhero-y it does feel like a very sort of like it's a bit silly yeah a bit silly um which i kind of enjoyed but then at the same time with this reveal i was like nah not buying it obviously judd's hanging here mirroring the hanging of will all those years ago uh, did you guys dislike it as well? Yes. Good. Good input, uh, John.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I disliked it because it it's like, yeah, I mean, Hooded Justice is just some old man that can't do stuff. You know, I wanted him to be taking the pills that give him super strength. So, yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's where I'm coming from. The Lady from. True
1: Pills. I felt it was weird that 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 we sort of jumped from. I don't know the 40s to modern day we missed out such a large chunk of his yeah, life I, I, I felt i felt there was an opportunity missed to maybe dilute some of the stuff or, or actually tighten up some of the stuff sorry that we saw earlier and uh, have a bit more of, of the time after his family left him because i think that would be such a fascinating time yeah. for it's got, him in his life especially it's got to be done on purpose. taken down
3: it has to be done on yeah, purpose. It has to, i Do you think I, there's I agree, more
1: yeah. of
2: that story that will be told
1: yeah I'm hoping so. Yeah, 100%. But a different style. I mean, Vietnam's featured heavily in the characters, you know, in the show, and we haven't seen anything from it yet. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that that will be a section as well. I'll tell you what. Um, I'll
3: tell you what, though. Like, uh, the idea of uh, a second part of American Hero Story going mm -hmm. on during season two, which is of The Watchmen in the sixties. Yes. Yeah. A sort of thing with that. And yeah, flashbacks to, um, Will Reeves as a slightly older man during that. I think that would be fucking cool. So part, part cool. of me feels like that. I would be happy to, to hold some of his story back because mm-hmm. I've, I've got to say, and we haven't mentioned it at this point, but the actor that plays, uh will reeves during this mm-hmm. i mean fair fucking play because if you're coming in to play a, a character like that one episode it kind of reminds me of the guy that was involved in one episode of um uh of westworld the guy that plays the uh the native american uh a yeah, yeah.
0: yeah yeah yeah
3: in the uh in the episode, uh, kick. K- episode
1: Kicksuria? eight of season two. Kick or something? Kick what, yeah. be- what a beautiful hour of television that is. Yeah, just, just absolutely um,
3: fantastic. So, um, look, if he's one and done, then, look, fair play. But I really, I, I think that guy deserves more more time in front of the screen.
1: More. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, Angela wakes up at Lady True's quarters, who has been helping get the nostalgia out of her. And that is the end of the episode. So, uh, Angela's all right, It's good news. Well, there's a few questions. Why is she there? Mm. How long has she been there? She's been abducted, obviously. <laughs> she was. I think she was in like a mm. a regular medical facility. True has had her minions go abduct her so yeah. she can cure her on Will's behest. How do you reckon? 100%. Because I think when Blake and Cal are talking to her, I reckon she's at like just a regular hospital. Um, why is Cal not there? Why is Blake not there? I'm 100% certain that True How has taken her and moved her. Nah, I'm hundred percent certain Just you can outside see it's having in a the coffee. It, no. You see it's in the <laughs> weird sort of atrium where all the flowers are that she has. I'm hundred percent true that certain that that true
3: is, <laughs> is captured oh, her. You're true, I knew it. I should have said that in yeah, a couple of episodes ago. Len is triu <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, to say his name. And that's that's the end of the episode. So a fantastic Fantastic episode, which has blown the three Minutemen to pieces. They've blown their load early on episode six. Uh, We have crowned it as the finest episode that the show can do. There is definitely no way the show can do any better. And with that, (laughs) there is no way that you guys want to miss this. Because John has said this is the best comic corner that we've had all season. Mm. Okay. So when the musical jingle finishes... Uh, here, here we, we go. go. He's on. He's on. Uh, play the jingle. Let's do it, John. Nope.
3: Yeah. Just, uh, just pour myself another glass of scotch. I'm halfway through a good, bottle. I'm on my own. Jesus, this is depressing. Welcome. Welcome to another Comic Corner. Um to be honest best one ever well you know you jest because uh, I mean I've already clued these guys in my fellow minute men or 30 second boys uh, to the fact that this (laughs) might not necessarily be the best um, easter eggs that you're ever going to hear and then I stumbled across something that is going to absolutely blow all of you including Mm. Gaz and Len away but We're going to build up to it. We're going to build up to it.
1: Get the Hoover back. to suck up all of our
3: excitement. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jake. Hoover's walked in with no clothes on. So the episode title. (laughs) So the episode title, This Extraordinary Being, it's a reference to uh, Hooded Justice. So Under the Hood, uh, which is uh, the original Night Owl, Hollis Mason's autobiography. Um, Yep. Uh, that's what he calls Hooded Justice, this extraordinary being. So, mm. you know, if you know what, stuff. If, if you know the canon, you'd know this episode prior to watching it would be all about Hooded Justice. But um, mm. so uh, the book uh, Under the Hood. Um, so, I mean, that's referenced frequently. So the supermarket scene uh, that we see presented incorrectly uh, in American Hero Story. Um, and also the attempted mugging in the alleyway, um, both in Queens, New York, are both featured in uh, the book Under the Hood. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and and, and to be cool. honest, like I, I don't know what you guys think, but I'm so keen to see Hollis Mason at this point. Um, uh, sorry, not Hollis Mason. I'm I'm so keen to see night owl too now because it's just constant yeah. references and and actually i think we will see the original night owl um in season two in a sort of uh american hero story vibe
1: yeah i, I think they they're definitely keeping a lot of cards behind in their hand so they can play them and uh the night owls are certainly <laughs> have you certainly ever played poker or <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh no but it, 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 it they're definitely keeping some some things close to their chest i think the night owls are are certain to make an appearance next season mm. i would be amazed if we at this point with three episodes left i'd say i'd be amazed if we saw them this season however i think that there is a reason they kept the minute men you know that shot of the press reveal and they only focused on metropolis and hooded justice um i think they're keeping a lot behind sensibly for future seasons because they need to string this out a bit uh you know
3: yeah i mean kind kind of like how the film did where they mirrored uh the two night owls in in um uh mason and uh and drysberg like it feels like a season two could be like that and and if it was anything like um this episode like the the comparisons of the of the young man and, and uh, so the young Night Owl one and the old Night Owl two, I think that could just be so good. Um, yeah,
1: yeah totally agree.
3: Yeah, cool. Anyway, so um, just staying on uh, um, references to Night Owl, the original Night Owl. Did you uh, did you see the newspaper vendor uh, reading Action Comics?
1: Yeah, of course.
3: Yep, Yep. so an actual... uh, I mean, the the comic is correct. Um, That was the first appearance of who? Superman. Superman, Superman. yeah. Even if you weren't paying attention, you'd just guess and you'd be correct. So yeah, he's featured again. Again. Mental.
2: I even got that one.
1: I was like, hmm, Superman. I've heard of him. Um, The interesting thing about that as well is I was reading another... Uh, piece of information about this episode and superman and it was uh, it was another interview and it was talking about how the original superman comic and uh, the teleplays and stuff like that that used to go on the radio a lot of the villains that he used to fight were actually klu klux klan members Uh and it inspired a younger generation Who were reading comics and um, listening to the teleplays to see the Ku Klux Klan as these villainous characters? Hmm. So I thought that was fascinating as well, as that that was mentioned in the episode, that he was once again mentioned. So that was really cool.
3: Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, So Superman. Comic Corner. Yeah, nice. Yeah, well, (laughs) save that for, you know, Comic Corner 2. (laughs) Like Night (laughs) Out 2. Correct, yeah. But. I mean, the reason that I bring that comic up is that Superman was actually the inspiration for uh, Night Owl's persona. So there you go. Wow, that is cool. As, as featured in Under the Hood. So coming back to American Hero Story. Um, so we hear the naming of the the villains. Now, I don't expect Gaz to to know any of these guys, but um, so Captain Axis Moloch. And, uh, and Moloch, yep. Yeah. So they both featuring in the comic Callan. Um, obviously, Moloch famously in, in the film. Uh, yeah, he's Rorschach.
1: W- Rorschach takes him... Well, he's got a relationship with uh, with Rorschach that we mm. see in the film.
3: Yep. And he finds out, obviously, about comedian talking to him and the mm-hmm. comedian confiding yep. in him um, that it's all fucked, basically. And he's had a drink and he's crying and stuff. We've all been there. Um, so... You you'll be there
1: in ten minutes. But yeah, go
3: on. <laughs> I was there five minutes ago. Um, add an hour. So this one is less an Easter egg, um, but I'm going to throw it out as a, as a question actually. Um, and you've you've kind of covered it, Len, but I'm not happy with it. So mm. I'm going to I'll ask Gaz first. So the eye of the Cyclops. So it was used frequently. Uh, in this episode. Um, yeah. And it does appear to be the same logo used by the 7th Cavalry if we have a look at the background um, when Looking Glass goes into their little factory thing. Um, right. So, other than uh, I guess an inherent uh, racist ideology linking the two groups, do you think that? Eye of Cyclops means anything else.
2: Oh, Dr. Manhattan.
3: I, I mean, the, uh, this is genuinely just me asking a question. There are no uh, right answers. However,
0: mm-hmm. the Dr. Manhattan
3: thing is something that that intrigues me. His symbol uh, and the action of them doing it, th- there has to be a link there or they're just playing with us like Lindelof does but i i was i was, I was intrigued as as if you you had any thoughts
1: well that if you look closely at the 7th cavalry markings uh, and they have a symbol it is circular um and you saw it painted when um our boy looking glass was going through the the, the set last week where he discovered their lair so uh, i think it's tied into that very well uh, mm. To be honest with you, and yet the Manhattan thing, I was definitely thinking of throughout the episode. So, good point, J Mac.
0: Mm.
3: Cool. So, no answers there. So pointless. Right. Don't ask any I gave questions. You two,
1: the OK symbol. I, ga- I gave you the OK symbol in the podcast, and I've just given you the but reference that
2: is to Civil Cavalry. So, so what, Doctor Manhattan? Is I'm actually the... the one
1: who said Doctor Manhattan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm. <Good> point me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if any, none of us trying... are happy here.
0: Well, none yeah. of us are happy.
3: I think Gareth's won that. So he's basically saying Doctor Manhattan is a racist. Um yeah yeah so yeah so the yeah. minute men. big blue fella yeah so yeah big blue fella yeah um so he's he racist mi- <laughs> yeah no he's just saying he's a very sad man so the minute men um so we get captain metropolis um he's their founder um and a recruiter that makes him sound a bit shit but that is consistent <laughs> with uh, with the nature yeah level. I'm in HR. He- yeah <laughs> talent acquisitions um so yeah no so that is fact um now lens sort of trampled all over this so i don't really want to talk about it to be honest but i need to um in a blink and you'll miss it we do actually see the entire group of Minutemen.
1: um and yet yeah, you do miss it because they're very well blurred but yes why, we yeah, do but
3: wh- why why do you think they're blurred
1: I just think they, they haven't cast the actors yet. And if they Correct. want to keep them for, future, season, for future seasons, that is just why
0: I would do it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Clever.
3: 100%. Like, they don't want to be in a fucking scenario like Game of Thrones where you've got...
0: Yeah. Well, mm. <laughs> <what's>, Beric Dondarrion. <laughs> that
3: is the best one, isn't it? Just some yeah, guy so who good. looks like he works in finance and then suddenly he's this fucking cool guy. You're like, what? Main he, character, yeah. Who's this guy? Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, uh, but coming the back... The mountain,
1: they had a big problem with that as well. That well, was ridiculous. Look at him in season, season, season one. Season two. Good. Look at the mountain terrible. in season two. Yeah. Cracks me up. Mm.
2: He looks
3: scared. Him. He looks scared.
0: Terrible
2: <laughs> He's scared of his own size.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think he's dead, actually. (laughs) Uh, That guy. Anyway, so. um, (laughs) Shrink it out. Okay. Now, uh, this would have been my favourite. I mean, not really an Easter egg, but this would have been my favourite Easter egg uh, because it involves once again a clever use to timestamp. Now, what year did? the police graduation take place. Do you remember? 38. Len? Yeah. yeah 30. Oh, there you go. guys. 38, Nine. Yeah. Leaping in there, 1938. Okay, cool. So, cinema. Do you remember what film was was showing at the cinema when uh, all that chaos took place?
2: In the name of the law. Name of the law.
3: No. Did no, you genuinely Walter not Mitty. see it? Walter yes. Mitty. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. The Secret Life. In that one. Yeah, correct. So, the original. In Technicolor. Yeah, okay. So, do you know when the original Secret Life of Walter Mitty came out?
1: 1938. 1942.
3: 40, 40, 39. 38. Fuck it, that would have been a busy year, fucking hell. It was actually <laughs> it was actually 1947. So, that actually tells you that 9 years, like well, approximately, um have taken place uh during this whole episode, which is quite cool, I thought. Well, yeah. Very that clever.
2: Is, that is mad. Very clever. um, And you hate a timestamp, so...
3: Yeah, yeah. So if they'd have gone approximately nine years later, I'd have been like, why are you doing that? Just be more clever. Um, Or if someone ran up to him and went, fucking hell, how's your nine years been? I've not seen you since your graduation. I'd be a bit like, oh, why is he saying that? (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) so uh, best till last. Um, So last week, I gave you a little bit of uh, PTpedia. Um, mm. I'm going to give you a little bit more of PTPedia now. You tease. Have uh, have either of you read any of this week's PTPedia?
1: No, I left. I purposely didn't because I knew <laughs> that you might include it. Yeah, good. Wanted to be surprised. That's also why I have done no research. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, I just took a massive swig of scotch. Right, so. Um, <laughs> So, uh, PTpedia is a must-read this week, um, and, uh, it's a bit of a weird one, because I've read it, and I'm like, fucking hell, this is, I almost feel like you have to now read PTpedia to understand where the show is going, because the most important reveal is, uh... So what are your thoughts on this episode? How much of what Angela is experiencing do you think everyone else is aware of? And that that I'm just throwing that out there as a question.
2: Very little, I imagine. Yeah, I'd say very little.
3: Yeah, correct. That's exactly what I would have thought. But on PTPedia, there is a memo from uh Laurie Blake to the task force. Um to go after the masked uh, vigilantes and in it she reveals that Angela has been talking the entire time whilst reliving her grandfather's memories oh wow so that's cool yeah so Laurie Blake knows everything about the fact that Will is her grandfather and that he's hooded justice Mm.
0: oh shit how mental is that
3: yeah
1: yeah right that that is mad that is cool And that has blown my mind. So go read dear everyone. And I will be doing that as soon as I get editing this podcast or get done editing this podcast. Yeah. Mm. So
3: I'm sure the beginning of of, uh, next week's episode will be Laurie just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was just listening to her saying that. But, you know, it's a little little treat. Um, I'm going to give just one more additional tidbit um, for both of you. And it's going to cheer you up a little bit, I think. Oh, yeah. So the beginning of the uh the memo is so Laurie Blake says to the police force, she says, um that masked fellow referring to looking glass, she says uh he gave Angela up fairly easily, so I'm I'm not really sure about him, go round to his house and pick him yeah, up and that. bring him in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a so chance He hopefully will be saved That they will arrive in time to save him So there you go
1: Yeah and oh, hopefully hopefully, Red Scare gets shot in the process And killed, that would be brilliant Why um, have you shot me?
3: Yeah probably Love <laughs> um, lovely oh, stuff John,
1: thank you for that That was actually a much better corner Than I expected so thank you very much for that mm. Now it's time for us to move on to Listener Feedback yes thank you for sending in your feedback we do love your feedback here at fan critical you can get in touch nom, with nom, us nom, nom, yes nom, lovely. that's me eating feedback um, <laughs> yeah. you can get in touch with us at fan at gmail.com the link is in the show notes that's fancriticalpodcast critical podcast at gmail.com we have some uh some thoughts on the podcast guys and we have some questions so first of all Actually, uh dauntus <laughs> fuck says <laughs> dauntus fuck yeah don't yeah okay yeah dauntus Daunt, fuck dauntus fuck, Dauntous fuck. Daunte, uh says, damn, you guys are making this show even better. Keep it up. I'm selling my car and giving to your Patreon. <laughs> so that's extreme. But thank you very much. <laughs> uh, in a way, we're very, very happy. About I mean, that. the Patreon only goes up to 60 bucks. So well, the car might only be worth 60. Maybe. So, don't, you know, and if, you know, it's per month, Gareth. So True. that could fund it for a whole year. So please, yes, <laughs> do that. And John would love that, wouldn't you, John? You love the monies.
0: Mm,
3: love it. I like monies. Please send more. <laughs> Preferably in pounds. Dollars are worth nothing for... F- yeah.
1: Okay, here we go. Uh, Len Preston has had this to say. Um, five e- blooms for me. Our favourite Len. birthday, John. Our favourite Len. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he said happy birthday to you as well. Happy birthday, yeah, John. He, yeah. said. he sent
3: me a dead cat in the post as well. So why have you done that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but he'd uh, stop doing that. He says, Do you think Glass's ability to tell when people are lying to him came as a result of that girl humiliating him right before the psychic blast hit? His superpower, if it really is a superpower, it didn't protect him from getting duped by the 7th Cavalry. Um, yeah. Thoughts. Thoughts. Um, is it is it a superpower? Is it because of the psychic blast and the mirrors? No,
3: I. I uh, if this was a, a, a Marvel production, I'd say yes. Um. I think as has been demonstrated in this episode with Hooded Justice where he's just standing there going look I'm just a normal man all right god yeah um they're really trying to distance themselves from anyone actually having superpowers so um, yeah I agree which which is so in keeping with the with the comics so I I'd say no apart from
1: yeah Only apart apart from from Ozymandias, probably, and Dr. Manhattan, I'd say. But again, like. Ozymandias is for his brain. Yeah, like it's realistic, but I'm just saying that, like, Manhattan is the only superhero, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle Duarte has had this to say. Uh, hi, recently really found your day. podcast and i am now obsessed. For someone who isn't as familiar with the universe of The Watchmen, your podcast is critical, nice to helping me get immersed in their universe. Two things: one, on the last podcast, you mentioned you really enjoyed how movies create worlds by showing adverts and other things in their respective universes. To do so, you referenced RoboCop, RoboCop and Starship yeah, Troopers. Yeah. He's a big fan of both. Mm. These movies were both directed by Paul Verhoeven, along with the original Total yep. Recall, which I also think is a great example of world building. Mm. So, thought we'd find that an interesting connection. Yep, definitely. <clears> all well, of those films are brilliant. Yeah, as so, is Total Recall. Get yeah, your ass um, to Mars.
3: Of uh, yeah, of of those three, Total Recall. Um, I mean, I, I'd five blue that. That is one of my favourite films yeah. of all time. Uh, it's genius, genius
1: film. Uh, he's pretty sure also that Wade Tillman was a Jehovah's Witness versus being a Mormon. We did yep. discuss this last week. Yep. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are known for evangelising their beliefs by visiting neighbourhoods. When they go door to door, they distribute their literature awake and Watchtower they're also pacifists so given Wade's profession he's clearly stopped following Michael Jackson and Prince were both raised as Jehovah's Witnesses very interesting (laughs) didn't that well I did say I did say he was probably
3: a Jehovah's Witness but um... yeah yeah, I mean, I didn't know Michael Jackson and Prince were Jehovah's Witnesses, but uh, no, yeah, fair enough.
1: That's actually arguably the most interesting piece of information we've heard this week, to be honest with you. So, what a superhero a
3: team they would make. Fucking hell, looking glass Michael Jackson <laughs> and Prince. Jesus.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're all, they've all got costumes and stuff already, so it's all good. Yeah, and technically um, they might all Scott, be
3: dead as well, so hopefully not, but you know. Fucking hell, yes,
1: morbid. <laughs> uh, Scott Downey has had this to say... It took me five weeks to find a podcast worthy of this brilliant show that Damon Lindelof has given to us. Thanks so much, gentlemen. I look forward uh, this week to catching up to the previous four episodes. <laughs> oh, and by the way, some of us do care about Podcast Addict. So that's uh, yeah, because no, I was slacking it off last week.
3: I um, um, when when you When you read the bit where you said, I look forward, what I thought you were going to say is... I spent five weeks looking for a pod that's worthy to the show. I look forward to finding one. I said, like, oh, why are you saying that? That's so unfair. Yeah, but uh, So what do you yeah. think,
1: Gareth, podcast addict? You're a big fan. Yeah, it's about time that
2: we got some recognition. That's podcast yeah. addict addicts. I'm always slagging it off.
1: But if you listen to podcast, go. podcast Addict, thank you. It's beautiful. Hey, look, fair it play. is. Todd Bradley has had this to say, Hey guys, finished watching the episode and was blown away. This is referencing the previous episode. And luckily, because this was a bottle of episode of sorts, a lot of this stuff is still relevant. Lindelof is a master of the human (laughs) reaction to supernatural events. The Looking Glass character is probably my favourite character. yet. Angela is close. The whole backstory and the cool mirror power parallels he has throughout the episode was so perfectly executed keen being a member of the seventh cavalry was expected but cleverly presented and revealed this episode is the best of the season referring to last week's of course mm. uh, and one of the best episodes i've seen from any television in 2019 next week's episode looks like the show's international assassin episode of leftovers uh, which is what i also oh. discussed earlier on so that Ooh. is very good todd and 100 it is you were nailed on it is just like International Assassin and if you haven't seen The Leftovers please go watch it greatest show ever made uh, five blueberries from him oh, absolutely phenomenal out. thanks as always so, so what's um, the name of that show again yeah, yeah Leftovers yeah. Jesus right. Christ just yeah. go watch it all right and then you won't have to do this every week so <laughs> all right yeah but I tried uh, to R- it's fucking F-
3: picking the bones for how much I know now but but it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Leftovers yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. Think.
1: Um think yeah. Fuller has had this to say she really loves the podcast, uh, but in a, re- in a recent interview on Late Night, Jean Smart, who plays Laurie Blake, or Silk Spectre two, yeah. hinted at a spoiler. She said, something people are hoping for, they'll get to see, and something they didn't expect at all, they'll get to see. Night Owl. And they're almost the same thing.
0: Ooh, Co- night
1: Owl um, and Night Owl 2. Yeah, yeah. Well, that could be, a, there you go. Uh, it could be an appearance of Dr. Manhattan, or perhaps maybe even Robert <clears throat> Redford, she says.
0: That
3: would be cool. I'm telling you now, like, if he turns up, that this might be the greatest one series of any show ever. Like, it would be hilarious, wouldn't it?
1: It would genuinely be absolutely hilarious.
3: But the context of him turning up, like, why would he? Like, the whole series has been set (laughs) up in Tulsa because it's like, yeah, it's just this little place that no one really cares about. I'm not having a go at Tulsa. If you live there, Whoa. fair play. But
2: Oklahoma why is that that? Are furious now.
3: Well, yeah. yeah, but have they got podcast technology? Yes, they do, and welcome. But it would be hilarious, wouldn't it? It's not like he's set in fucking New York, is what I'm saying. Like, So if he turns up, it it has to be because Dr. Manhattan has, has come back and he's like, you know, oh, you're all right. What's going on? I've just been knocking about on Mars, blah blah blah. And then Robert Redford's like, Well, I need to go over and see him now. Where is he? Tulsa. Brilliant. It would be mental, but I'd love it.
1: Yep, yeah, very much so. And uh Mike Allen had a prediction, he said, um and we didn't get to see Ozzy Mandius this episode, no, which we didn't mention, sad. which was interesting. Um Vite's fate will parallel that of the stranded sailor in Tales mm. of the Black Freighter, John. Yeah. That's uh, that's Mike's yeah, Mike's prediction I- there.
3: It's a, it's a very smart prediction. Um I'm gonna throw it back to you, Len. Would you be happy mm. with the consistency of the law that it would it would end that way or would it annoy you because nah. they're not doing something different?
1: It would annoy me. It'd annoy me. I, I think they should do something different. Um mm. I like the way they do you they've, think they've... they're
3: gonna do something different? Yes.
1: I do mm. think they're going to do something different. I think it's just been little nods to the fact that it's it's a parallel sort of story at the moment <laughs> with the canon. So uh, I, hope, I really do hope they do something different. And I yeah. trust Lindelof to do something different. Mm. We have got more feedback literally coming into our inboxes as we record this. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but we are running very long. And what I would like to do is Too postpone long. some of that feedback to next week where we can talk more in depth about this episode retrospectively when we've had a bit more time to think about it and so we'll chat about that in the feedback section so if your feedback for this week's episode didn't get read out it will be done so next week please do let us know your thoughts email us at fancriticalpodcasts at gmail.com get in touch with us at social media any of the social media channels instagram facebook twitter you name it we're on it search FanCritical. you'll see us i'm sure i want to thank my lovely Minutemen for joining me on this long, arduous review of a fantastic episode of television. I want to thank Gareth. Thanks, mate. And I want to thank uh, my boy John over there. Thank you Cheers, for joining mate, us, mate. I hope, yeah, yeah, I hope you're suitably pissed. Yeah, I am a bit. With drinking your scotch. It's just me and a bit Gareth depressing, about to, isn't it? I'm on my it own. It is, mate, in a I'm way. on my own, man. We're about... Yeah, but we're about to go to work. We're That's going to depressing. work. So, so, yeah, so um, am
3: I. Yes, thank you, everyone. I'm a for doctor. Listening. I work in a hospital, so. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Um, no, yeah, no I really don't. Tonight. Fucking hell. No, he terrible. doesn't. Terrible.
1: Jesus, could you imagine? Um, but yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode and our review as much as we did. Uh, and uh, see you next week for episode seven. Only three mm. more to go, guys. We will be watching The Watchman. Goodbye.
3: Yeah.